0: Hello guys and welcome to another edition of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Today I'm reviewing Robert Oberst, Podcast 1321. Robert is one of the world's strongmen, he does the strongman competitions. And uh, I was excited to see him on there, I knew one of the strongmen would come on after the competition. I have to say personally I'm a little biased and a little... um, uh, sad to see that martin's lucius didn't go on He is the guy that actually won the uh world strongman recently and he's uh, a guy that i know he uh, used to come into my work and i see him occasionally um he lives in my area and trains somewhere close by so so a uh, bit of a shame because i would have loved to have known uh that he went on and uh, got to see him afterwards and and talk to him a little bit about uh, what it was like to be on Rogan's show uh, though saying that I do know another buddy of mine that is good friends with Joe uh, and has been on uh, Rogan's show as well so I do get a little bit of an insight I try not to bother them too much and be a bit too much of a fan of it but since I have this podcast and I know people are interested and I'm interested I always like to ask those questions but uh, Robert was a great guest a fun guy super nice and uh, let's start the review So he's on a new show, I think, on the History Channel. He did say he's a history major, which is pretty cool. And in that show, what he does is researches and tells stories about giants of the past, kind of like the uh, David and Goliath stories and just any giants throughout history that have fought in wars and all the rest of it. One story he tells he tells and and obviously he tells it a bit better than me but i i really enjoyed it is the story of some giant in the revolutionary war that was like six foot seven and the legendary story of him is that he picked this cannon up out of the that was stuck in the mud he picked it up and put it on his shoulder and carried it out of there because he didn't want i guess the English to have the cannon strategically which you know can be a big deal in in wars i mean in more modern wars if you leave armaments behind like a tank or whatever the, the what you'll usually blow it up so the enemy can't use it but obviously they didn't have grenades back then But yeah, just the idea that this dude was so big, he could like pull people off horses and uh, just beat them to death with his bare hands, obviously being so massive. And then uh, Robert talked about how um, George Washington even mentioned that he was like a one-man army and they, they couldn't have won certain battles without him. So pretty prestigious giant of the past, I would say, and good for him. It's pretty badass. I love those stories. One of my personal favorite stories is uh, of a Viking berserker from, you know, way back when they were around like 1100 AD. And I don't know who the king of England was at that time. I think there may have been multiple kings in that region. It wasn't kind of unified, but uh, there was a huge battle of Vikings versus the English and the Vikings thought they had the upper hand. But it turned out that it wasn't true. They got flanked by the English army and they were trying to make it back to their boats. So the Viking king of the time just sent one of his berserkers. And the berserkers were like the biggest, strongest, craziest of them all. And stuck him on this bridge that was like a strategic spot to get across. A narrow bridge over the uh, quite a large uh, river. And um, the only way for the English to get to those Vikings was through this bridge. And this berserker stayed there and killed like over a hundred men. It's such an incredible story, and obviously, it was told by the English, so you know they're not going to give credit to this guy that they were the enemy of unless, yeah, he was really able to just kick some massive ass. I love that. Uh, I thought that it was uh, such a brilliant story. Going back to some of the things that Roberts achieved um, early in his career when he started first doing strongman stuff i guess there was this log lift and it was like one of the first times he'd ever used it and he broke a record you know and that's just the power of these guys like i know uh, martin's and when i speak to him and i talk about the types of training he does and the types of things it just gets to a point where they're so strong in every way it doesn't matter what the next type of massive lift is that they're fairly they they know the dynamic of it and they, they just also know about creating so much power that they can just smash right through something. And it, if you think about how long people train to break world records, it's unbelievable. Like you train at the same thing over and over and over again. But then you get these guys that are so monstrously strong they can sit on a rower and just bash out like a hundred meter record because they're just so powerful. It's just beyond powerful. There's some great videos online of strongman going up against uh, crossfit guys. And they're doing these lifts like clean and jerk type lifts. Certain lifts that the strongmen don't even do all that often. And they're not even doing it with that great of form. And they're just powering this weight straight above their head. It's truly unbelievable what some of these guys can uh, get up to. They talk... Some about Robert Frank and Robert Frank's Instagram. If you guys don't know who Robert Frank is, and uh, you've got to check it out, you've got to download his Instagram. he's absolutely hilarious. I didn't know of him until Joe's conversation with Robert, and then he came up. and, they, and the discussion behind that was who's getting banned from Instagram and how he is, and he doesn't have like a verified account as well. So a little bit of controversy. But man, you can you can go down a rabbit hole watching his videos. They are very very funny. Joe plays one on the podcast, and it's uh, it's one of his better ones for sure. And really, the point that they're making with that is that guy in some way is a motivational dude. He's saying, "Work out, get jacked, be jacked." And there's a lot of motivational people online on social media. I mean, Joe is one. I think Robert is really pushing to be one. Jocko. Um, Cameron Haynes, you name it, they're important, they're important guys, they're important to have in the dialogue, and, and to be out there, I think they're really turning people around, and, and making people's lives better, you know, they they certainly make mine, they certainly have me thinking, when I don't want to do something, when I get too lazy, and I can't get motivated, I mean you know, it it can have a bit of a negative connotation, like, you can hear it too much, and it's almost like it just reminds you you're doing nothing, and then you feel bad, but, but that's, that's just a minor negative, when you sit back and really start to put the work in, and then you're like, oh shit, yeah, I'm gonna do this today, and then you start listening to the Goggins, and, and all the rest of it, and Joe running hills in the morning, You, you, you know, it's, it's just nice to know that that's a wavelength that you can get on to. And very quickly, it doesn't matter how far behind you start, very quickly it changes your life. And uh, starts, to, starts to get you moving in a direction you want to move in for sure. And, and Robert gives Joe a lot of props for the same thing. I guess Robert knows quite a bit about the comedy store, what it was like. When Joe wasn't there and before and, and now that Joe's been back and how he's changed it and gives him a lot of credit for, for the energy of the Comedy Store and how well it's done. And I, I have to agree, um, I've only lived in LA about three years, so I, I think Joe had been at the Comedy Store the whole time I've been here. So I didn't know what it was like before he was there and when he was there the first time. But I've heard stories. But I'll tell you what it is now. And I have some friends that perform at the comedy store pretty regularly. It's a really encouraging um, environment. There there are still a little bit of like, oh, who's getting stage time and who isn't. But I mean, that's just the competitive nature of humans. That's okay. That's fun. It's fine. And and you always have to uh, learn to deal with a little bit of competitiveness. But the love that is up there the support all the comedians get on other comedians podcasts it's almost like it's not a, a starvation famine environment it really is just kind of uh, supportive and loving and like hey there's lots of spots and everyone can have a good podcast and everyone can get on shows and get u- specials and get on youtube and and make good content and i think that's fantastic it really is because that's the way you get the most and the best comedy for sure. And, and you see it in L.A. Like there's so many comedy shows all the time being put on and people really slugging it out and, and learning the art. And, and it makes it great learning as a comedian. I mean, for one, you could say, oh, there's just too much. It's too saturated. But that's bullshit. All it means is the community is massive and it's everywhere. And you can go to a different open mic and perform every night if you want to. And this shit is hard enough. The last thing you want is just for there to be only one, you know, open mic that you can barely get on. And you've got to travel for an hour to get there. It would be a nightmare. It really would. Um, Robert jumps into the Bob Lazar stuff for a little bit. I like to go back to it as well. You know, it's been a few weeks now since Bob was on. And... there's so much talk on it it's my most downloaded review ever it's my most watched review on youtube and you know people get into the comments and they're like hey you should do another review like a second part i'm like i don't know what else to review i guess i could watch the documentary and review that but i kind of the point of what i do is reviewing joe's show it's it's really got people curious it's got me curious it's got joe curious you know it's like I think Joe is more inclined to believe a lot of things now that he's seen that and talked to this guy. And uh, what a great opportunity, too, to get to talk to him face to face. Just wild. Really, really very wild. Uh, I, I liked so much about Rob's character and, and also hearing what, what makes a strong man. Because it's so much more than being strong. Like, oftentimes these guys are super nice and super friendly. Like, Martin's is the same way. Uh, He once came into my bar and I was like, dude, and he wanted some food. And I think the kitchen had stopped serving. And I was like, dude, we stopped serving. Um, You know, and also you can't bring your bike in. He has like this big electric bike. He doesn't make a fuss. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't, okay, sorry, no problem. You know, super polite. But like understanding the fact that he could crush every person in my bar into like a size of a basketball with his bare hands, it, just none of it's there. You know, the same with, with Robert. I didn't perceive anything like it. And he talked about hurting his leg. Like, he hurt his leg in some, some workout and it just went numb for a very long time. He couldn't sleep in his regular bed. He had to sleep in his truck in an upright position. And then there was another time that he, he was lifting and it, like, I guess he, tore his bicep and he still lifted an incredible lift i mean that kind of mental strength and mental toughness the fortitude and determination to kind of fight through those injuries absolutely unbelievable and you know for him he didn't win this year but he says that the peak age for strength is kind of between 34 and 37 so he's kind of there i i'm surprised that's you know older than you'd think i mean a lot of athletes are really the best or the most fit kind of in their 20s you know so i guess for strongmen they got a little bit more time to kind of work up to um it's tough for him though he said qualifying in america because america has so many of the strongest men but at the same time i think that that's a, that would be an advantage you know because in some ways you get to train with more of the best guys because more of them are here and maybe more of the best strongman gyms I know my buddy Martins who, who won the um, Strongest Man this year. He trains in a gym just slightly north of where I am. And from what he was telling me, uh, there's multiple like national level, world class strongmen there. So they have all the equipment set up, all the, all the types of lifts and things that they would do which are quite difficult to set up. That's not like regular gym equipment. It's like giant boulders and picking up cars. And so it probably helps to be in a place where you get that type of motivation. I think it's pretty awesome. And again, I really hope that Martins gets on there. I think now that we've had One World Strongman, if people like this podcast, which I found it interesting, and who doesn't want to listen to some of the strongest men that have ever lived to speak about what they do? It's fucking cool uh, w- hopefully Martins gets on there and I- I'll get some, uh, inside scoop as to, uh, um, uh, what it was like and what that experience was like. But anyway, guys, thank you as always for downloading, follow me on, uh, Joe Rogan experience review Instagram. Okay. So it's the same image. It's like the, that Joe Rogan image, but the black one.